Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to you. It's called walking through your open door. Saints of God, it's a good time to be a child of God. That's because God is opening doors of opportunity for the people of God that only he can open. The book of Revelation says, any door God opens, no man can shut. And that any door God shuts, no man can open. That means when God opens these doors for us, no man can shut them on us. But although God opens doors for us, for whatever reason, we can choose to not walk through the doors that God has opened for us and thereby miss out on all the wonderful things that the God who opened the door has in store for us. That's why it's so important for us to learn to walk through the doors that God opens for us so we can receive and achieve everything that God has for us and not miss out on anything that God has in store for us. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Deuteronomy chapter 28. This is the part of Deuteronomy 28 that don't, folk don't like to read. We usually stop around verse 15. We'd be like, that's enough right there. That's enough. <laughs> because this is what's going to happen to me. Yeah, wait, man. We'll see what, you know, sometimes it's just as inspiring to find out what happens if you don't do. Yeah, amen. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Start reading verse 16. No, 15. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Stop. I got to make sure I clear everything up theologically. God does not cause curses to come into your life. God does not cause curses to come into your life. Remember, God is our protection. Once Adam sinned, sin entered into the world and death thereby. And once death entered into the world, it now had free reign to be able to cause death to manifest in everybody else's life. And there was no other choices. Death had to manifest because of the choice that Adam made. But yet God comes to present us a choice between life and death, blessings and curses. Just the fact that God is there presents an opportunity for life. The death was already there. And so blessings manifest because of God's word. Curses manifest because of us not operating in God's word. Once we step into God's word, God's word gives us the protection from the curses that will automatically manifest if you do not do what God told you, if you do not do what God told you to do. But God gives us a choice to be able to step out of the curse into the blessing, out of death into life. Are you listening to me? And so because of that, these are not things that are going to happen that God's going to throw in the midst of your life if, if you don't do what he says. No, this will happen because you don't do what he says. Are you listening to me? Now, he said, all this stuff's going to happen to you. Let's drop down to verse 63. Because we're not going to go into that long list of things. I just want a couple of them just to be able to, you know, kind of like whet your appetite for what you don't want to taste. Verse 63, and it shall come to pass. 
that as the Lord rejoices over you to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught, and ye shall be plucked from off the land whither thou goest to possess. My God, you mean folk can lose their property? Folk can lose their land? Folk can lose their stuff? Mm-hmm. There are, let me do it this way. There, there, there are trucks waiting with hooks to carry cars away from people who don't won't do what God has to say. There, there are, <laughs> y'all think I'm cold because I'm laughing. The Bible just said God was laughing. Because these are people who purposed not to do what he said to do. So anytime you purpose, anytime God gives you a word clearly and you choose not to do it, in his mind, you purposed to do the opposite which makes you no more friend, but now enemy. Does this make any sense to anybody? Now, I know we are not God's enemies. We are God's children and everything else. Let me come back theologically. I'm reading this out of the Old Testament, whereas Jesus Christ had not yet been provided. Now that Jesus Christ has provided, he has provided us this concept called everlasting life, life that just don't stop. But at the same time, we can still make choices to open the door for death to be able to manifest in the midst of our wonderful life also. Are you listening to me? So, he says, ye shall be plucked up from, the, from off the land whither thou goest to possess. And the Lord shall scatter thee. Of course, remember, everything is saying this way because the Old Testament was written in the causative tense. Causative, which made it seem as though God was doing it. But no, God wasn't doing it. It was because of the choices that was made not to do what he said. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from the one end of the earth even unto the other. Thou shalt serve other gods which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and, and stone. I might as well back up to that one. And thou shalt be scattered among all the people from one end of the earth, even unto the other. I wasn't going to say this, but I might as well say this. I'm going to say this just right as I can. The concept of families being scattered by large distances is not God. God designed families to be within one area. God designed that families to be within one area. And whenever God takes a family into one area, all the family is supposed to be there. Satan comes to break the family up to cause them to be further away at distance because you lose strength and power in distance. And so when he says you're going to scatter you apart and, 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 and scatter families apart, and they'll be scattered from one end of the earth to the next, that might not seem like it's a big deal to people who don't understand, have God's understanding. But people who got under God's understanding knows that the power in a family is based upon proximity. That's why you go back to the old school way, you know, uh, many people from the same family lived in the same neighborhood. Why? Because that gave them strength and power. Are you listening to me? You don't mind if I go way back? Families lived in the same house. Grown to? Grown to. They added another tent an attachment to the one or added another little tent just off the land and they lived in the same house. Somebody asked me why? Because that's how prosperity grew in a family. Because think about it, think about it, think about it. This is a, 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 a midweek message, but I mean, I'm just glad to say it. Because if, just think about it, if you got four kids and all four kids stay in another apartment and let's just say for sake of mathematics, the apartment costs $1,000 a month then that's 4,000 that's supposed to be sitting in the middle of that household that's now going out, yeah. Satan and tricked it to go out someplace else rather than go in the household to be able to build resources. So he scatters. 
That's one of the reasons why he'll cause one child to be against a parent and a parent to be against a child and the children to be at, in animosity against one another. That's all strife and confusion, which causes people to say, I'm out of here. Why? So he can weaken you. So he can divide. So he can conquer. It's a deep concept. Amen. But anyway, we, I just thought I'd say that. That means that God's going to be bringing folk back to where they're supposed to be. Close to their parents. <laughs> I know that didn't, a lot of folk don't know. Some parents were saying amen. Some of the kids was like, I don't know about all that. <laughs> You'll get understanding later, praise God. We ain't got to force it all in right now. <laughs> Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies. What verse I leave off on? Oh, I, I thought I jumped over. And in and, and verse 64, and the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from one end of the earth, even unto the other. And, and there thou shalt serve other gods. Because once people usually scatter abroad, they stop serving the God of their fathers. Remember when the Luke, in Luke 15, the story of the prodigal son? Remember when the son said, I'm getting up out of here, give me my stuff and I'm getting up out of here? Why? Because he wanted to go to a country far away, separated from the life and lifestyle of his father. He didn't want to live that lifestyle no more. So he went to a far place. But then when he got there, what happened? He found himself in want. Why? Because he got separated from his life source. He got separated from his power source. God knows what he's doing. And if we ever figure out God knows what he's doing and just do things the way he set it up, you think, you think I'm making this stuff up. How about trees? He said nature will show forth. I mean, this ain't the message, but I might as well. Nature will show forth his glory when a tree drops its nut. You know, because, you know, the, the kids be acting like nuts. You know, when the key drops its nut, it drops. It only rolls so far. But then it stays within the proximity of the tree and then it plants and then it grows up and then it plants another tree and then it grows up. See, it's supposed to end up to the other end of the world, but that's through growth step by step and not by scattering. Because once you scatter, you lose your strength. Does that make sense? Hey, man. That's why parents lose their strength, because now they got to send money away. And then uh, children lose their strength, which means they got always got to be asking for money. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. And they're, sep- and, and they're asking for it because they're separated from the strength that God set up. It really is. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'll move on, though, because that wasn't the point I wanted to hit, though. <laughs> and to bring you to naught, that's the, at, at, and to destroy you, and to bring you to naught, and ye shall be plucked up from the land, whither thou goest to possess it. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from one end of the earth, even unto the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy father have known, even wood and stone. Folk, be serving wooden and stone gods. And among these nations shalt thou find no ease. Look, remember this, the rest that's going to bring the rest. And among these nations thou shalt find no ease. Because, see, once we begin to start allowing ourselves to be scattered, outside of what it is that the word of God teaches and says, that's when we find this place of no ease. Neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest. Look, there's no rest. That's when folk be moving from one place to the next and stuff. Well, that wasn't the place, or maybe this is the place. That wasn't the place, maybe this is the place. Then they move over here, move over there, move over here. Why? Because their feet can't kind rest because it ain't where God designed it to be the best. It won't, won't find rest until it's back where it's supposed to be, under the gods of the, uh, of the Father. This good teaching. And because of that, they don't find no ease. Neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest. 
Now, now, but the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart and failing of eyes. Dang, your eyes even fail. Now, I ain't talking about that your eyesight go bad in terms of vision, per se. You know, go blind and nothing. But what that's talking about is that you, you stop seeing things the way they need to be seen. Which means that we'll begin to start calling evil good and good evil. We'll start conducting ourselves in ways outside of what the word of God has to say. And because of that, instead of long life and prosperity and all these other things manifesting in the midst of our lives, stuff starts getting worse and worse and worse. And then what happens after that is sorrow of mind. This good. He says, and thy life shall hang in doubt before thee. No more certainty. But now you're in doubt. And doubt causes you to be left out. And thou shalt fear day and night. Remember, God says, I want to give you rest from fear. So here fear is manifested. Why? Because you ain't doing what God said. And shalt have none assurance of thy life. No assurance. You know, I mean, you just, I mean, what, what you doing today? I don't know. I don't know. You know, you know, whatever. Don't know. You don't have no idea. Well, you, well, you going to be in church tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know. And then we, we throw that little religious stuff out there. You know, you know, if the Lord will, I shall. If the Lord will, I shall. We use it as a phrase of doubt, but it was designed by God to be a, a word of strength. That if the Lord wills it, I shall do it. Amen. That's the way it was written to be said, but church has twisted it and made it sound like it's saying something like, well, you know, it depends on what God thinks. No, God already told you what he thinks. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as a matter of some is. Are you listening to me? <laughs> hey, man, it's going up good. And, and it says in verse 67, in the morning thou shalt say, would God it were even, <laughs> excuse me, and in the morning thou would say, would God it were even. Even was a word for evening back then, which means that you'll wake up in the morning and wish it was night. Can you imagine waking up in the morning wishing it was night? That means that you must be having some jacked up days. That if you wake up in the morning and wish the day was over already, done. The Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made. You ought to rejoice and be glad in it. We're supposed to be excited about the day. Are you listening to me? And, 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 and at evening thou shalt say, would God it would morning. Man, you're just going to wish your whole life away. For the fear of thine heart, wherewith thou shalt fear. And for the sight of thine eyes, which thou shalt see. And of course, the Lord says some other stuff that's going to jack up, going to happen up in the middle of your life. But my God, that's horrible. God doesn't want that kind of life to be for us. I say God doesn't want that kind of life to be for us. Psalms 116. So God wants to give you rest from that stuff. Psalms 116. That's why you need to do what God said do. Because there's a rest waiting on you. A rest. So you don't want to be waking up in the morning wishing the day is over. And then when the night comes, you wish it's morning. Oh, man, what kind of life is that? But people live that. Folk just want this stuff to be over. Folk just, they tired. They're like, man, I'm just tired. Psalms 116. Stands number one. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Everybody say, I know that's right. God hears your voice. He hears everything you're saying. And he hears your prayers. Because he hath inclined his ears unto me. Therefore, will I call upon him as long as I live. See, we learned for a whole year to say what God has to say. To say, get God's mind on the matter and say what he has to say about it. Why is that? Because he hath inclined his ear unto you. So you should say what it is that he wants you to say. Call upon him as long as you live. The sorrows of death compass me. 
and the pains of hell got hold unto me. It got hold onto me. God got hold onto me. I found trouble and sorrow because stuff can happen. The, the winds and the waves we learn can beat vehemently against your house. But it tells you here what to do. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I will, I'm going to leave that one all alone. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul. This is us talking to ourselves now. Return unto thy rest, O my soul. For the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. Yes, he has. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe, therefore have I spoken. I believe, therefore have I spoken. See, stuff happens. And this year, you heard me already say it, stuff's going to happen. In fact, it's going to happen stronger this year than it did last year. So if you dealt with some stuff last year, you better hurry up and do some digging. Are you listening to me and get on up in this word? So that you can be able to say each and every day, I love the Lord. So that you can wake up in the morning instead of being praying that I wish the day is over. And then at the end of the day, wishing that the next day comes so I can wish that that one's over. So that you can wake up every morning and say, I love the Lord. That I love the Lord. Just wake up excited about the day because I love the Lord. Why? Because the Lord listens to my cry. The Lord listens to the words that come up out of my mouth. And because he listens to the words that come up out of my mouth, I believe, therefore I speak. Every day, all day, I can just open up my mouth and say what it is that's that's happening. See, here he says right there about because of this stuff coming up in the middle of his life, he says, although this stuff had me, it gripped me, it got hold of me, I cried upon the Lord and the Lord delivered me. See, I'm telling you what's up before it happens so that you can begin to start speaking now what it is that you need to speak in order to make sure that your knees never get weak. So that that stuff can't ever get hold of you. But you'll be like we read in the book of Matthew and in in the book of Luke. You'll be safe within a home, safe within a house that's founded upon the rock. And that stuff will come and beat up against your house, but it won't get to you. Why? Because you're going to get a chance to get into the word. And you're going to get into the word. And by getting into the word, then the word now becomes your new dwelling place. It becomes the place where you live. And so and it becomes the atmosphere in which you live your life from that point forward. And so as a result of that, that stuff will come, but it will not hit you. It will come and it will not hit you based on what? The fact that I believe, therefore have I spoken. I believe, therefore have I spoken. And because I believe what it is that God's word said, then I'm going to open up my mouth and speak what God's word has to say. Because when, 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 and, and, and I can tell my soul to be at rest. See, we're going to need to tell our own souls to be at rest. Because stuff's going to be happening. You're going to see them through these little, little blinkers you got. You're going to be able to see some stuff happening. You're going to see some stuff coming at you. And whereas normally your mind would go zing, take away like a kite string in the middle of a, a, of a hurricane. Normally that's what your mind would do. But you'll be able to tell your soul, no, have rest. Because God already told me what he has to say about this matter. A financial situation is rising, but God already told me what to say about this matter. He's already told me what to say. He's told me to tell, to say that God delights in the prosperity of his servant. 
And because I'm his servant, God delights in my prosperity. That he wishes above all things that I prosper and be in health even as our soul prosper. And because he told me that, then that's what I believe. Therefore do I speak that I am one of the servants that the Lord delights in. Because I prosper in the way that God wants me to prosper. He wishes above all things that I prosper. Therefore I declare I shall prosper in the middle of this situation. And I will not go down, but I will go up. Are you listening to me? He said that I have all sufficiency of all things to be able to do every good work that he ordained me to walk there in. So regardless of what's going on and what's happening, I declare I have all sufficiency of all things to be able to do every good work that God has ordained me to do. And because of the things that you're saying, God not only will cause your, that word will not only cause your soul to prosper to the point that it gets a chance to be at rest, but it also alerts the angels which are in heaven, which have been assigned to you to be able to cause that thing to be able to manifest for you. And it also opens a door for God to be able to come in and deliver you out of the midst of that situation and cause you to be able to move forward into manifestation of everything that it is you said. That's why you can be able to wake up each and every day and say, oh, I love the Lord. Glory to God. Why? Because he hears my cry. And I, and I don't wait till I'm in the midst of the situation to say what I got to say, but I start to say what I need to say before the situation. Why? Because every word that I speak is me laying another brick on this solid foundation that'll cause my house not to shake nor quake when this stuff comes to try to cause me to be able to uh, 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 demonstrate that I'm a fake Christian. Are you listening to me? Ah! We got to believe and we got to speak. Yes, we do. Turn to Luke chapter 10. My Jesus. Is it too hot in here for you? Is it them seats? Them four-hour seats? I, I got them cushion seats I got? Because I tear them suckers up off of there before the next service. Make them more hard ones and stuff like that. Luke chapter 10. <laughs> she said, please don't. <laughs> Luke chapter 10, let's, let's carry verse 5. Let's start with verse 5. Jesus is speaking, letters in red. He's saying, into, he's, no, of course, he's sending his disciples out to be able to go speak to these people to 70. He's saying, enter whatsoever house ye enter, first say, peace be to this house. And if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn to you again. He said to every house that you go in, this is what you say, peace be unto this house. Now, this is what he told his disciples to do in every house he went in. So when they went into a house, they were supposed to say, peace be unto this house. If the people would have received what it is they had to say, then peace would manifest in that house to the point that, uh, that, 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 that the, the power of God would manifest in that house and cause peace to manifest in the midst of that house. But that's what he told them to do to the other houses as he went and sent them out into ministry. Well, see, you got to understand that, that you need to do this in your house each and every day. You've got an assignment from the living God. Speak peace over your house daily. Did I say daily? Daily. Speak peace over your house daily. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Brothers and sisters, I hope that you're learning that it's true. God really has opened doors of opportunity for me and you. Doors that He opens so that we can walk through open doors so we can choose to walk through or not. It's our choice. I hope that you're also learning to walk through the doors that God opened for you so that you can receive and achieve everything that God has in store for me and you. 
If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And to all of our senior saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas, I want to invite all of you to an exciting fellowship that's held at Word of Faith just for you. It's called Age of Grace. Age of Grace is a monthly mature adult fellowship for the saints ages 55 through 155 from all over San Antonio and surrounding areas that meets the third Saturday of every month from 9.30 a.m. till around 12 noon where our silver saints, our golden gang, and our platinum pack get together for food, fun, fellowship, periodic inexpensive outings and day trips, and of course, the Word of God. There's no charge, but a free will offering is always taken. If you need a ride, VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So, if you've been blessed to reach the age of grace, that's age 55 through 155, and you're up for hanging out with some other saints your age who love God, love the Word of God, and still love having fun and fellowshipping too, then Age of Grace Fellowship at Word of Faith is the perfect fellowship for you. So come on through and bring some other word-loving, fun-loving saints who are in the age of grace with you. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. And don't forget, if you're 156 years or older, just call me up. I'll get you in. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.